So you have written countless, countless articles in your years as a gardening journalist. But when did your focus shift more towards climate change gardening? And when did you and Sally Morgan know that it was time to write your book, Climate Change Garden, released in January of this year? Well, I was doing a series of blogs for The Guardian about my experiences adventuring in gardening for free. This was back in 2013. And as I was writing this, I experienced the flooding that I mentioned. It was a flooding event that took me on this journey of discovery, looking to different techniques that have been used around the world in the past, looking to the future as a way of shoring up the defences. And Sally and I met at a couple of events. We just hit it off and we had a conversation that it would be a great idea to provide a guide for gardeners to help them cope with all the changes that, that are coming. We wrote the original version of the book back in 2019, and it was published through Green Rocket Books, through my company, with some sponsorships. So the latest version that's just come out is an updated guide. This has been taken on by Cool Springs Press, which is part of the Quarto Group, and we have added in new chapters. There's a brand new introduction because a lot has happened since 2019. 2019 seems a long time ago now. And also there's lots of new pictures. This is also a global guide as well. The latest version is, is updated and it's more of a global guide than the original version. And I know a little bit about Sally. She's a, a botanist with a long life interest in gardening. She's written articles and books on food and farming and the environment and also owns an organic farm where she teaches courses as well on small farming and an editor of Organic Farming magazine. So many, so many things. Is there anything else we need to know about Sally? She's just great and we just work really well together. And sometimes you meet people and there's a spark and it can bring forth beautiful things. So it was just very much a case of that. We're constantly adventuring. That's what it's about. Also, together and just in general, it's important to have an upbeat approach to this. We are living through such stressful times, but I think a lot of the chatter around climate change and the things you can do in the garden, it's information overload for a lot of people. Gardening has become about Latin names and complicated instructions. And actually, the answers a lot of the time are very simple. And one of the things that I try and do as well, and this is something I'm doing increasingly with the work that, that I do, is about building confidence in the individual to build resilience, because I think it's as much about the solutions the on-the-ground solutions, the things you can do. But it's also about building resilience in the gardener and the individual to enable them to cope with the changes that are happening. So I think that's very important as well because I think a lot of people are getting a bit of a freeze response to all the awful things that are happening right now, which is understandable. I try and make things fun as well. I try and make things upbeat to show that there is hope and to show that there are ways you can work with this. And a lot of the time you find that there's an ingrained idea that with gardening, there's a lot of things that we have to do. And actually often beginners to gardening on the courses that I teach can be more open to new ideas and ways of doing things. So I work with gardeners of all levels of experience. We're taking gardening as we've seen it previously. We're throwing it up in the air. It's all changed. There's so much change happening now. 
but it's about finding that emotional regulation, finding that space within yourself and that well-being to be open to these new nature-friendly ways of doing things. And it makes you feel good. This type of gardening is about reducing your footprint on our poor planet as well. You are consuming less. You are creating a carbon sink out of your outside space and you are boosting biodiversity in the process as well as protecting your garden and enabling it to flourish. It works on so many different levels. It sounds quite simple, but actually in a lot of respects, a lot of the best solutions are quite simple. We yeah. overcomplicate things. It's so. just, yeah, it's just us humans that make it all so complicated. Gardening was also recently just taken up by many who might never have really considered it previously. So obviously in 2020, as lockdown spread across the world, many were forced to maybe reassess their lives and find out what was most important to them and ask themselves those questions. With shortages on supermarket shelves, gardening kicked into a whole new gear here in Australia. Anyway, I'm not sure that it's continued with such vigour, unfortunately. But what was that time like for our Northern Hemisphere friends, gardening-wise? It was very similar and it was a complete solace for people and it did really open so many people's eyes to the benefits, the nurturing benefits, the joy, the magic of nurturing seeds into plants, into food that you can bring to the table and that connection with the natural world and the wildlife, even in a back garden. So there was an awful lot of connection there since then. And we've had the the cost of living crisis as well, where the cost of food staples has absolutely rocketed, combined with other stressful things happening in the world. I think a lot of people are finding it quite expensive because gardening has become very expensive over the years. So I think this is a perception that is unfortunate. It's still there. When you garden, when you have that connection, it will always be there in your heart. It's such a powerful, potent thing. But one of the things that I'm keen to do at the moment is to show that you don't have to spend a lot of money on gardening. It can be low cost and low cost is a good thing because actually to garden by spending less money means that you're consuming less. So therefore you're impacting less on the planet. You're building skills within yourself as well which improves your ability as a gardener by empowering yourself to make, mend and do, to upcycle, to take something that would be rubbish and turn it into something else that's useful, to make compost, to save your own seed. These are all things that actually make you a better gardener anyway. So this is a barrier, the idea of it being expansive, but things are shifting and changing as well in that domain. I just hope that people will continue with a focus on food security as well, which is a huge thing, a lot of people, I think, are now thinking about growing food to save money because we've had in the UK, there's a rush on a lot of crops that weren't available on the supermarket shelves, the increased cost of things that you can grow at home for yourself. So hopefully we can see another, I suppose, wave of interest in growing, but just in the reality that it doesn't have to be as expensive as we think it does. 